Hey, everybody. Welcome to Street Fight. Hope you're ready to start something. Hope you're uh, getting things together to uh, fight back against the oppressive systems that are running our lives. I uh, hope you're getting involved and getting out there, spreading the mess across the U.S. to every corner of the flat earth, uh, creating descent disruption and, uh, and more cracks in the system that's currently in place. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby, and we are Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. We've been doing it now for 11 years here out of Columbus, Ohio, and you can find us on WCRSFM.org. We're on WCRSFM LP. I don't know, WCRSLP, we're supposed to say? I don't know what that means. Like Low power. play? Low power. I mean, like long play. I don't like uh, that it means low power because I'm high on power over here. I got all kinds of power. Yeah, we should say HP. Yeah. Enough power. EP. Using, well, I'll, I'll explain it when we're into the show here, but I'm, I'm very powerful right now. 92.7, 98.3 or WCRSFM.org is the place to listen to all the other shows that are on, on there. As always, you can call us. The number to dial 614-655-3887. Once again, 614-655-3887. Talk to us. Tell us what's going on. Come hang with the gang. We're ready for you. Every Sunday night, it's a street fight from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can watch it twitch.tv slash Radio. So I'm going to go ahead and start the show and, and throw out a thank you out there for some people uh thank you to the people of the wonderful city of salt lake city that have decided that it's good that i've decided it's gonna be my second home <laughs> what oh salt lake city oh, from yeah. the holy boys no from street fight last week i said i was moving there because of candy or i want to go there because of candy Oh, I candy just heard you time. say you want to go there for the Mormons, too. You want to become Mormon on the Holy Boys. You don't know. That could happen. We don't know if that... You never know where you're going to be when you're 60. That's all I'm saying. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I can't oh. guarantee I'm not going to be a Mormon is the problem. Yeah, I thought you meant right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I can't... I All I'm saying is in 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 20 years... I have no fucking idea what I'm going I could be Christian. You don't know. I mean, nobody knows where they're going to end up, you know? If you had told me when I was 20 I was going to be like an anarchist guy or, or have leftist politics, I'd have told you to eat shit. You know, I'm busy over here being racist. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, I feel like tw 20, maybe 30 for, for me. 30 years from now... Um, I mean, I'm going to have to stop drinking eventually. I'm going to have to cool it on the drugs. But I'm going to need a place where I can just like, where they give you a little bit of a longer leash to get wild. But as long yeah. as it's in the name of the Lord, I can flop all over the ground. I can dance. I can run in place. I can like jump off of the podium and say it's from God's love. Like that's the kind of stuff I'm going to need to keep me going. I was having this whole conversation with my wife because we're watching this under the banner of heaven thing which is again it's a murder show about mormons right and i'm talking I'm, I'm talking to her and i'm like you know the thing about the mormons to me one i don't know how anybody whose parents are religious ends up being religious once they turn 18. like i i just can't imagine i don't like anything i don't even listen to pink floyd because my dad liked pink floyd <laughs> 
So I don't know how that ends up happening, but I do know some guys that went on mission for Mormon when they were 18 and weren't drinking and fucking around. They were literally just fucking going to a place. And, and like, first of all, I'll, I'll tell you a quick Mormon story here. Uh, my wife's family was Mormon for until she was like three for like a short period of time uh, during two of the kids or whatever. And um, they were just what trying to get some good morals in there or something, or they just wanted no. to switch up the rules. Her dad, no Christmas. Her dad do Christmas be, and shit. Oh, they they love Christmas. Okay. Her dad wants to be religious really bad. He was even like something like a universalist for a period of time. Oh. Like he really wants to be religious. Every time I talk to him, he's talking about Jesus Christ and stuff like that. But he's so hateful that I'm like, it's not working for you, brother. You know. <laughs> Well, he's just like, Jesus Christ is going to forgive me for how hateful I'm being. I can be as hateful as I goddamn want. Despicable. Jesus already died for my sins. Yeah, so they were Mormons for a period of time. They baptized uh, my wife's older sister and brother as Mormons, like uh, two of them as Mormons. And uh, she was telling me that her older sister had to get a letter from the bishop over like Columbus or Ohio or over some large area for them to quit tracking her down, dude. Cause they were fucking tracking her down and being like, you should come back to being a Mormon. And she's like, I don't want to. And then she would tell the people when they came to their house, like they would come to her new house. Like she would fucking be get, she would get a new house and then motherfuckers would just show up like, Hey, have you thought about being Mormon again? And then they said, we can't, we got to keep coming back until you get somebody to write a letter telling us not to come back. And uh, so there's like a whole even section of the Mormons that are like able to hunt people down, which I think is really interesting. <laughs> but um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But the patriarchy stuff is, is the thing I was talking about on, on when I was, when I was talking to my wife about it and I was like, I just, I know what they do, right? Like they are the patriarch. They are, the patriarch they everybody has to bow down to the man of the house but in my opinion now i don't want that because if something gets fucked up it then ends up being my fault like i cannot blame anybody else now the mormons would just blame their wife anyway you know what i mean it's like oh you didn't get behind me good enough but that's the part of being a mormon that i just don't see me ever being a guy that's like uh yeah i'm in charge and i make all the decisions <laughs> because yeah. i hate fucking being in charge i don't want to be to blame for fucking something up i decide where my kid goes to college i decide what we have for dinner i decide <laughs> what car we're gonna buy yeah dude they're like that man they, they just, they, they're just like that. And I don't, that's the Mormon thing that will never get me. I mean, everybody else thinks it's coffee with me. Like that coffee would, would be the problem. But to tell you the truth, I don't, I don't care that much about coffee. I like caffeine. Mm -hmm. I like caffeine. I get it. Every, I have it a couple times a day. I, I'm not saying I don't like caffeine. I'm saying that like much like cigarettes, I could quit caffeine. It wouldn't be a big deal. Uh, that's, you know. I, I drink seven uh I just drink seven up all the time or something. I don't fucking know, but caffeine's not a big deal to me. So hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the thing that's stopping me from being Mormon is the patriarchy part. I can't, I don't I don't want to be, I don't I mean, imagine you're sitting at your house, dude, and it's getting foreclosed on, right? 
and your family's all kicked out to the corner and they're just all looking at you like you made every one of the decisions that led us to this situation. And it's like, I don't want that. I don't, I don't, I hate that feeling. It seems like the worst thing in the world to be that. So that's where I can't become Mormon, but who knows? Maybe I'll warm to it over the next 20 years, you know? Yeah. You've got time to figure it out. We had so many Mormon listeners when we first started street fight too. I mean, we, we chased them off. Yeah. We chased a few of them off or whatever, but like we did have a decent amount of them and it was like, I don't know. I, uh, uh, I don't know. I want to, Oh yeah. No hot beverages is actually the thing. Thank Robin banks in the chat. It's actually no hot beverages. It's not even coffee. <laughs> so it's just coffee. <laughs> Hot what cocoa. You, <laughs> what if you accidentally leave a mug near the fire? Yeah. Well, we we're talking about about the Jehovah's Witness. They're not allowed to do shit at all. They're the ones that ain't allowed to do anything. Uh-huh. No holidays. They had to go. Remember, they'd have to go sit in a hallway. At uh, uh, they'd have to go sit in a hallway at yeah. school. It's like if I'm the teacher, I'm just like, hey, you can. I mean, it's just candy and stuff, you know. No, because then you have to deal with that crazy ass. The patriarch's going to come get, get you as a teacher. That's He's going to come in pissed that you talked to your kid and gave him candy. Yeah. I mean, I don't get, like, why it's such an issue. Well, I mean, I, it's because it's religious crap. But I'm just saying, like, man, I, do you, I would just sit the kid down, dude. My plan would be, like, I'm sitting this kid down, right? And I'm just going to be like, hey, hey, man, uh, uh. I'm going to let you sit in the classroom while this birthday party goes on. Don't tell your dad or nothing. And, uh, but I guess you can't really be getting into doing that either. You know, don't tell your parents stuff in in the school. (laughs) No, not anymore. Yeah. They got a kid. They, they got a guy, uh, I guess the, the sixth grade camp was this week in the last week in a district that, that my daughter goes to and she wasn't able to be a counselor. They, they turned her down, uh, but it ended up being shitty anyway. So she's like, thank God. Like all the people that went were like crying and like passing out and fucking, there was no water at what? the place, no water, no running water, none. For some reason it just broke. And they were like, y- you ain't got they running water. They can't throw those kids into that. Didn't even tell the kids, dude. Didn't tell the little kids at all. The little kids didn't know before they left. They didn't tell the little kids. They didn't tell the little kids' parents. They just were like, there's no water. We're going camping. Now, the counselors knew because I knew about it before they went. You know what I mean? So these kids, no running water, no nothing. It's storming. The goddamn thing's leaking. The, The cabins are leaking and shit. It just... Being with a bunch of sixth graders in that situation seems like fucking hell. But they ended up getting a guy fired for being a creep, which I was kind of like happy about to hear about. That's the second in my daughter's class. That's the second creep they've gotten fired. I was like, you guys are like fucking law and order SVU over there. (laughs) a, a, A counselor or a teacher? He was just a guy that worked there. I don't know if he was a counselor or not. I asked how old he was because I was like really curious. Because he was like walking up behind the, 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 the girls from the school and like grabbing them and pushing, ah! them, yeah, 
pushing them in the pool and saying, uh, hey, you know, if you want to come sleep in the other counselor's cabin, it's a little bit nicer. No way. Yeah, yeah. He worked at the camp and they were just like, <laughs> these kids, I don't know how long he's been doing this or whatever. I was like, how old is he? Because I thought he would be like 60 or something like that. 25, 25 yeah. year old guy, you know, which is crazy. It just no, really, I, that's the standard yeah. age of predators at camps. Whew. Man, yeah, this guy. I, I, was I mean, like, they mostly what? have young kids. They, yeah, they have people to the two and approach. Yeah, they have 20 year olds. Yeah. Who yeah, still think crazy. that, yeah, the youngest person you can sleep with is like a badge of honor. Yeah. Also, that, you know, when you're 20, I, I, I have heard of people who are like 20 dating like a 17 year old. And like, I don't know. I, I think it sucks to, I think being a dude that being a person that's out of high school, I think high school is the dividing line. You get what I'm saying? Where it's like, once you get out of high school, you don't get to date nobody in high school anymore. That's over. You got to okay. do college. You know what I mean? Right. And really, to tell you the truth, once you get out of college, you probably should only be people out of college. I don't know if that's the way, because we're all adults, but I just think like, I just think about like, like, I don't know. It's like, if, if you're 20, right? And you're going to your real job every day, and then your your significant other's going to high school, that's that's a always problem. gonna be weird. It doesn't even matter, you know. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's wrong. I don't think there's any really there's not really anything to waver on there. <laughs> it's wrong. I'm glad these kids, I'm glad these kids got that guy busted though, man. These kids, I mean, these kids like really know their boundaries. I was like I was I was actually pretty fucking proud of them. I was very happy with that. Uh, I am not a libertarian ever. I think the age of consent is great. I'm very into the age of consent. Um, so yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, so, so Joe Brandon, uh, have you heard about this, this gold bond medicated powder situation I'm in? What? They don't have gold bond medicated powder anywhere near my house at any of the places, not even travel sides. I thought you said there, there was no, there's not, never going to be shortages in America. <laughs> not real. Well, first of all, dude, I was looking to even buy the generic shit, like the shower to shower. You ever heard of that stuff? What? <laughs> shower to shower. It's like a no. 1980s <laughs> thing that people would put in their drawers. But yeah, I'm out looking. I'm out looking, trying to figure out like. Is there a difference? I think, well, I was looking for the generic. They didn't even have the generic, dude. They didn't even have the travel size. I couldn't get it anywhere. And I need. There's no medicated powders? No, no powders. No, it's ball and ass powder. Let's all be honest here. Nobody puts the powder anywhere on their body except for their balls and their ass. Feet. And occasionally no. their feet. Your shoes. And the bee dog can't even figure out what the, the feet are. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why you would even put it on your feet. What's the point? What's going on down there? You know, takes um, the rankness out. Um, so you're saying there are supply chain problems. There are real supply chain problems. You know, I went to the grocery Finally. store today. You know, another one. All of our happened. powders. All of our powders are gone. Powders are gone. I also have another problem, actually, that I found today that I think is terrifying. I, I'm turning into our guy. Our prepper. You're a prepper now. I, I'm turning into him because I went 
my daughter, I had to go get stuff for, uh, yeah, my kid said cornstarch, not doing it. Uh, that's food. Um, I was telling, I, I was going to the store to get stuff for the week for like lunches for my kid and shit. And uh, I said, what do you need? And she goes, uh, she goes, I either want garden salsa sun chips, which that's, that's a tall order, right? Like, okay. they're not gonna, yeah. they might not have, that's a weird they, brand. They just only have harvest cheddar. Is all yeah. They have. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird brand. I didn't expect it to be, I, I, I'm like, I'll get it for you if it's there, but I don't believe it to be there. And then the other thing she wanted, dude, was those really good honey barbecue Fritos. You know those yeah, things that the are spiral twisties? ones. Yeah. Out. They were out of those too. And no. I was just like, I've never heard of that happening ever. Like having just a fr a Frito shortage. Now we don't have the all the Fritos flavors. What uh, world are we living in right now? I can't get ass and balls powder unless it's named something like like fucking Fromunda or like the stuff <laughs> I had his beast skin and balls. Uh, powder. That's what I had to beast buy. Skin? Beast skin? Beast. You put it on your beast skin? Yeah, I put it where my beast is, you know? Uh, so, I'm, I am, I'm starting to get with my dude, it's like, I can't believe that, that Fritos are gone. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? ring the alarm bells. The, there's never been a time in my life where I couldn't just go to the store and get Fritos. There's never. And Joe <laughs> Biden, this is all fucking Joe Biden. Because, yeah, because people are like, because people are like saying, oh, it had talc. They've been talc free for years now. They haven't had okay. talc in them for years because talc causes cancer. And they, they've been talc free for, for years. So it ain't a talc issue. It's a Joe Biden issue. He, Joe Biden doesn't need ball powder. That's the thing. Are you sure? Politicians don't need ball powder because they um, don't do anything. There's yeah. sweating down there, you know? They get their sweat glands removed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I'm not using cornstarch. Everybody in the chat room That's is like, gross. cornstarch is the number one gross thing. It's like, put flour down there, too, I guess. I don't know. I'll fucking bake a cake in my nuts or something like that. Or it gets so hot down there, you know? I just imagine cornstarch just, like, rubbing between your thighs, just caked no. on to, like, your chode. I think you're I think you're getting mixed up between cornstarch and corn uh the cornmeal. But cornstarch is the meal. The slippery powder. Yes, it's a white powder that's well, kind of silky looking. But when you add liquid to it, it changes right, yeah. it. Oh, you should see when I was looking to try to find a brand to buy, you know? Oh, some of these websites, man. I was on this website for this stuff called Framunda. And it just no, fucking, that's a real one. Yeah, I swear to God. Is and they're the ones butter? that are like, we give money to charity too. They're like, Framunda is like not only a uh, Framunda powder, but it also, they give money to charity, you know? Um, so I go like, I go like, uh, uh, I go on this website, I look, and it's got a picture of a guy that like looks kind of built like me in like pajama shorts like the really thin kind of workout shorts with a big fucking sweat stain on the front of them and i'm like do i look like that like that's gross i've never seen anybody sweat that much through their shorts is this guy not wearing underwear 
Yeah. So they're, the advertising is sinking in. They're starting to make you feel a little less than, make you feel like you're a slob that needs to be fixed by their product. Yes. Psychic gasoline. I do not. I would never wear tidy whities. They're first of all. They're. I'm. I'm not saying I'm a sexy guy, but you can't wear tidy whities. It just, you know, in case you got to get out of your pants. You know what I mean? It's like nobody wants to see those. Uh, and the also, band. The band yeah. gets super wiggly bacon. They yeah. get yellow almost immediately. The leg holes blow out when you catch a toenail on them. And also, as a as a dude that walks a lot i wear these like really tight compression shorts that go almost down to my knees that's what i wear because you know when you do the kind of stuff i do you know athlete shit well, athlete athletic stuff yeah yeah so uh that that's that's the thing i i i don't wear tidy whities i wear like these 20 dollar boxers that i buy on amazon that uh make it so my legs don't chafe but today I didn't have powder yet. It didn't get here until after I took my walk. And I didn't know this. When I got home, I found out when I was going to the bathroom, I had holes in my drawers, which I'm usually pretty good at like sussing, like, like getting those out of the rotation, you know? Uh-huh. Just like, but for some reason, now I'm going to say this. We've talked about my underwear on the show so often. For some reason, even if I, the ones I don't walk a lot in, okay, even the ones with the where you put your dick through the little hole and stuff like that um like down in the cre crevices of my legs like where the legs move they all uh -huh. have holes in them there like there's like a hole on each side in in the sides and on the inside of the uh, thigh and i i don't even know what the fuck that is man why it's every pair of them that i just own. rubbing yeah, but the, even the ones I wear to bed or, or wear around the house, not the walking ones. If, I got to be doing something crazy, you know? So You're hard on everything. I, well, yeah. You can't be hard on underwear, though, again, as I've said. Um, you can't be hard on underwear, and I don't know what a jockstrap is. Never known what they were. Uh, so I have no idea what a, what, what a battle damage is. <laughs> Everybody in the chat's trying to come up with answers. Second gasoline said Brian's walking in his sleep. Could be like a dog dreaming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I never know what to do. I would never wear briefs again. I haven't worn briefs since sixth grade when, when I found out all my friends were wearing boxer shorts and I was like, Oh, I told my parents, I came home from, told my parents, like, I got to start wearing boxer shorts. And they were like, well, how is anybody going to know? Because my parents wouldn't let me buy baggy pants in the sixth grade and okay. fifth grade. They, they were like, they told me, you know, you can only, the, the size they bought me until the sixth grade was 12 slim, the, like a slim fit, you know, because I was a slim kid. Uh -huh. And then everybody made fun of my slim ass fucking pants. And uh, I just had to beg and beg and oh, beg to get a pair slim, of baggy pants. Slim pants in the nineties is like <laughs> just that you're you're fucked. I remember saying, "Stop buying slim." Listen, just regular fit is fine. Even <laughs> yeah. don't go Literally. below regular. 
<laughs> slim. I wanted Husky, and they're buying me slim. <laughs> so that sucks. Oh, it was crazy. And then when they finally let up, though, it was like they would let me wear boxers because you can't wear boxers with like really tight pants. <laughs> Doesn't work that way. All like bunches up, but yeah. Uh, so people are saying the '90s are crazy. I'll tell you what. I'm, I was looking into buying a pair of skids, uh, skids overalls. Do you do you remember those, Brent? Yeah, I, I yeah, I get advertised them too. They're a hype beast brand now. Like they're expensive now. And I was looking at them, and I was like, man, I wonder, I wonder what I would look like because I always wanted them when I was a fucking kid, but my parents wouldn't let me get them because they said I'd rip through them too fast. Um, so. You know, that was always a problem with me. They always say I'm going to rip through everything too fast. It's like, oh, fuck you, man. You know, that's part of being a kid. You rip through pants. You're going to so, get these overalls. Which ones? I saw a pair. I'll, I'm going to I'm going to get up here. I'll, I'll get on there. I've uh, never seen a single person wearing them. Right. When you see me wearing them, everybody's going to be like, damn, bro. You look, Where do you get those? Where do you get those skids? Yeah. Oh, you're wearing skids now? That's what they would say. <laughs> They'd be like, oh, you're wearing skids? <laughs> and everyone would be so impressed with oh, mushrooms and cacti. No the ones I want. Yeah. Oh really? yeah. Yeah, they got mushrooms all over them and cacti. And they're black. And I also saw one <sighs> called Fresh Print. Fresh Print. I'm really yeah. trying to be colorful nowadays. I've been Googling oh. and searching for tie-dyed shirts for like a month now. I haven't found one I like, but I've been looking for them a lot. There's so much tie-dye out there. I Yeah, not, you know, I ended up spending a bunch. I bought, a, I bought like two goofy shirts, so I think I'm done shirt shopping for a while. I bought one that says torn in the corn font and then has Natalie, a picture of Natalie and Bruglia on it. Uh -huh. because i just saw it and i thought it was cool and then i bought one for a website i used to go to to get new metal news from when i was like in 1999 called the prp i bought like some of their merch and i'm like i'm feeling really excited about these two shirts that i don't even know like the prp one nobody knows what that is i i was like the only person that's going to get anything out of seeing this shirt is john but yeah Colin. that's good <laughs> let's um, get some oh go ahead yeah go ahead no you go now we can take calls take uh, some fucking calls boy what do we got here uh, oh we got a we got a cue bro hey what's up how's it going hello hey hello, hello. hey hey yeah who are we talking to hey this hey this is uh danny in brooklyn Awesome. Danny. How's it going, bud? How's it going? Uh, it's going good, man. Uh, I uh, just got back from Long Island today. Uh, or rather, I visited out there and I picked up like 18 pounds of pewter flatware. Pewter. Is that, are you selling too? Are you, are you doing the Brett move and selling stuff? I'm going to look up what pewter flatware oh, yeah. is. Yeah, I wanted to express, I wanted to extend a hand of solidarity to my main man, Brett, out there. Also, putting things on electronicbay.com 
uh, if that is what you're doing, because it is uh, it is fun uh, doing that. How much you, and how much uh, you pay for this stuff, Danny? Can I ask how much you pay for the pewter flatware? Yeah, so um, I probably got 16, 16 pieces of this stuff that weighed about 18 pounds for $15. Fuck, um, dude. And that was from an estate Fuck. sale. I'm looking, <laughs> nice. I'm looking at some shit. I'm looking at fl- pewter, pewter flatware right now. I'm seeing five-piece sets for $312. That is a fucking deal. Yeah, you got to go to the estate sales. And um, if you go to online ones, you have to uh, just make sure you don't get too excited and like get committed to like buying a thing because there's always somebody out there who might overbid you and it may not actually be worth that amount. So just, you know, let it go. Let it go if it seems like uh, you're not going to be able to, throw out, to flip it pretty quickly. Yeah, I also made the mistake of not checking where the auction was at, and there was one in Lancaster, Ohio, which I'm like, oh, it's not that far away. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's 40 miles away, and gas is $4.50 right now, so it's costing an extra $9 on top of this to get out there and two hours of my fucking time. So it kind of made the shit like it's very hard. It's very slim margins on that one. Yeah, I mean, what kind of stuff are you buying, Brad? Oh, um, I've just been, I bought some depression glass stuff recently, some pink depression glass. Um, I've got like a check, uh, dachshund, like a teapot. I got an old post office box door that they made into a bank, stuff like that. It seems like pretty fun to, to like, it seems fun to buy the stuff, you know, it's the selling part that I, I don't have the stomach for. Um, I actually, Brian, I have something that I, I didn't get this option. Keep this in mind, but I have something that you would have absolutely loved to have gotten, um, surely off of its rarity. Um, there was this auction that was going for a 1932 $500 bill. Oh, okay. How much did it go for? $1,500. Uh, I would hang that on my wall, though. Like, if I owned a business, right, like a store, that would be a great thing to own, a $500 bill, you know? I used to have a lot of $2 bills, yeah. but, you know, my grandma used to give them to me for Christmas, $2 bills, but, like, at, cigarettes used to also be $2, so <laughs> that's where they all went. Yeah, mine was the same. We had $2 bills. Like, wait, these are actually real money? They're like, yeah, you can send them, spend them like real money, and it's like, all right, I'm going to get a slush puppy and a beef jerky then. <laughs> you know, it's a funny thing, Brett. It's like Big Bear is a grocery store called Big Bear that was like local to Columbus. It was a big supermarket. And uh, one year for Christmas, they sold $1 bills that had Santa Claus on. It was like a sticker of Santa Claus over uh-huh. George Washington. And it was legal tender. You could spend it. You could spend it with the fucking Santa Claus on it. People would take it. And my parents were so happy. They went They went to Big Bear. They got us each a fucking Santa Claus dollar bill. And mine was used in like one day. <laughs> I was like, let's go get some smokes, man. We got a fucking Santa Claus, baby. 
I don't know how that's legal um, now, though. But you, you absolutely that there was no way that was like actually legal. <laughs> that was some that was something I, else. <laughs> Uh, I think you can't. I, I really people mess with money. I think you're allowed. I I people I in Columbus think, just didn't care. I'm looking up Santa Claus dollar bill. Yeah, see, it's something that you can search and it comes up. You know, uh, huh. Santa Claus real dollar bill. This is off eBay. Santa Claus real one dollar bill cash money colorized collectible. Merry Christmas, and it says you can spend it. How much? Uh, Really? It is nine dollars, nine ninety-nine, okay. and bucks for a one-dollar real colorized Santa Claus dollar bill. So that's interesting. I'm huh. gonna buy that. Just hook that up now. It's on a website called eBid. So okay, <laughs> I don't know how how uh, how how it is, but like, yeah, Santa Claus dollar bills. But it seems like all they have is Santa Claus. It doesn't seem like you can get like a legal tender, you know. So, so how much know. did you flip the pewter for? Uh, the pewter's funny because the pewter is uh, ninety percent tin and ten percent antimony, which is another metal uh, element. And uh, people who make their own ammunition will often buy tin and mm. uh, put it in their lead to sort of firm it up. And I sold uh, 10 to 11 pounds on eBay about a month ago for $110, so about 10 bucks a pound. Um, okay. So it kind of depends on the purity. If you, if you have like pure, very pure um, tin, so like 99% tin, that'll go for like 20%. But uh, anything that's stamped pewter on the bottom, and if you can get it for like a dollar, just hold it uh, because it melts at a really, really low temperature. Like you can take a, you can melt it with propane and um, it's a really soft metal. I kind of hate this stuff, honestly. I, if I were to get any kind of flatware, I'd get sterling silver because it's just way nicer. I feel like pewter is just sort of like trying to be imitation sterling silver. And um, I don't know. I just, I have no problem melting it down. I find it kind of fun. And plus it's just like, I think it's a stupid metal, so yeah, I have no problem doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like finding stuff. I like investigating stuff, yeah. learning like uh, what people who's collecting it or why people collect it or what the draw is. Also, like re just having ha giving a second life to things that like would probably just end up in the dump otherwise. You know, I think the thing about you guys that that sort of fascinates me is like. The only thing I can think about selling or, or that I would be interested in getting involved with is like pop culture artifacts. And it doesn't seem like either one of you guys are doing that. You have to be really careful with that stuff. Um, ephemera can be really um, popular sometimes, but like there's sometimes where it will literally just like sit on your shelf uh, for months, three, four, <laughs> five months. Like I tried to sell I would some months. Uh, like 19 oh go on go on i would think that would be the easiest shit to sell of all the things like like a wrestling action figure seems like the easiest shit in the world to sell to me but that's because i'd buy one if i saw it yeah um it really depends on what it is 
uh, I mean, obviously if something is like new or, or, you know, in the, uh, in the shrink wrap, that's better. Like I bought, I bought like $150 worth of anime the other day, um, DVDs and uh-huh. just regular ass anime. And like four days later, somebody paid $200 for just two box sets of it. Because, and I, I was like, I am not pro- I'm certain on this, but I'm pretty sure people still like anime. And I'm pretty sure there's a pretty big subculture on it. Cause like half of my, like, not half, but like a couple of my friends, like have podcasts where they talk about it. So I'm like, I'm going to take a little gamble. And I'm going to get all this like in spring crap anime. And sure enough, it already paid for itself. So it's already a profit at this point. That is, yeah. There's lots of addition changes and edits that they make, and then you lose, you can't watch the old versions, and people become really attached to the ones that they saw when they were younger and shit. Um, yeah, Brian, I mean, you could do it. You, you can, you should, I mean, I think you should only be in stuff you're interested in. Um, yeah. And you just have to know. Uh, I mean, you know, wrestling, wrestling stuff is very popular too, but there is, you know, you, you know, you'd have to have to know which wrestlers are the most sought after or like really who wasn't Hulk Hogan? Like, well, the action figures that were made that weren't <laughs> Hulk Hogan at the time, like who wasn't the biggest guys that only a smaller run was made of, you know, stuff like that. I have the, I, I mean, I have that Bobby Heenan at the uh, studio that I have that I love that, that that's just something I got for me. But uh, you know, I, I just think that like the, the, I, it's weird. I don't know how, you would, I don't know how any of the pop culture stuff is worth anything, you know, because they make a lot of everything Yeah. nowadays. That's why I think mm-hmm. it's probably just kind of like, but if you're interested in something that's kind of off the beaten path, then I, I can see it sort of being cool. Like I'm never going to buy another wrestling t-shirt or, or wrestling action figure, but I can't lie and say that, like, I almost bought a framed picture of Barry Horowitz, a framed autographed picture of Barry Horowitz, not too long ago, because he's like a famous jobber, and I just thought it was cool. Um, by the way, guys, uh, I just want to want you to know, uh, I found a website that sells legal tender with with people's faces on it. I I found a George Lopez, really. <laughs> I found an Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, Jim Carrey, Tiger Woods. Imagine if that's how you spent money. You know what I mean? If you just were like, look, I'm just going to I'm going to buy a bunch of celebrity dollar bills and this is the money I'm going to spend for the rest of my life. Hey, I'm gonna paying only- 500 Owen Wilsons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you guys take uh do you guys take Walt Disney's or uh Bruce Lee's? Dude, these are cool, man. Uh Tim Curry. <laughs> they're so weird. It's the people they chose to make them of are just they put a sticker on them. Uh, what okay. Yeah, we don't want to advertise for them. <laughs> no, but let's can- let's contact them and see if we can get an affiliate link. Me and you, Audinaire. Yeah, like I love, I love spending a bozo the clown dollar. <laughs> Here's all those politicians f- in Washington. What I think. Here's one for four dollars and forty four cents. Tom Bergeron. 
And there's also a uh, Arnold Palmer that's four forty four. But Owen Wilson's only three dollars and thirty three cents. That's not too Dude, bad, you know. It should be this money should be like fucking stamps. It should change like every season. Who's on there? Whoever the I mean, biggest. Put Harry Styles on there now. You know, put Megan the Stallion on there now, and uh, and then we can get new people in the winter. I got a Stevie Ray Vaughan over here. We got a Superman. This is great. Oh, I need put some Spider of these. Put the new Spider-Mans on when there's a new Spider-Man movie. Then you'll know like when it was from because Spider-Man Home Alone 7 came out. All right, I'm buying one now. They have Lincoln Park on a real dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> I've now decided Wait. I need this. Mr. Lincoln Park or who? <laughs> the whole band. Lincoln Park. The whole one. <laughs> yeah. It's just in the circle. Dude, You're allowed to replace the circle. <laughs> Shinoda bucks. I don't think, I mean, it's funny because it's like, these do say they're legal tender and everything. No fucking way anybody's taking it. No fucking way. You know? No, not going to happen. But you can, is what they're saying. So, all right. Well, thanks for calling in, Danny. We yeah, love you, Danny. Um, yeah, I uh, hope to hope to find some fun new treasures, and you know, just go to a place that I would have never eaten otherwise because I'm out in a weird place. So I hope you enjoyed the same. Yeah. I do. I love that. I love that as well. Oh, I got a question for you, Brett. Yeah. I'll talk to you later, Danny. What's Brett, that? Have you but, but, have you seen have you seen down in the short north? There's a Korean corn dog place. I'm stoked. I've been reading about it. That has like rice cake corn dogs and like, first of all, sweet they got a potatoes. mozzarella one that is bonkers. It's like a huge cheese stick. That's insane. You know, squid ink one too. They have a squid ink mozzarella. Yeah, yeah. I, and a sweet potato dog. Dude, there's been a line down the street for that place every single day I've walked by. Like people are like, people are going fucking wild for the. Uh, Korean corn dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I've been reading about it for months. I'm going to let it cool down or go maybe when I drop Charlotte off at school, maybe during the day. Yeah. So I want to tell you this before we take the next call. I got to tell you this. Um, do you remember this probably happened before street fight started? There is a place downtown that, that very early on was into that rolled ice cream. You know uh -huh. what I'm talking about? Remember, it's called like Simply Rolled or something yep. like that. You know yep. what I'm saying? That thing's got to have been around 10 years, right? You think? Been a minute. It's been a long time. A fucking place opened across the street with better branding that is rolled ice cream. No. And I was like, that's cold-blooded, man. God damn. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's got a cute polar bear. Like, and it's rolled ice cream. And I was just like... How the fuck does that guy look those people across the street in the eye? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, fuck. Yeah, what are you going to do? Come, are you going to do, like, hey, we should hang out. We both have the same passion. Like, no, get the fuck out of my block. Go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I noticed it started happening last year. There's four milkshake restaurants, like along, like in a one mile stretch of High Street, which I find really crazy, but unsustainable. Then, yeah, there is a there is a a cigar place. Okay, mm. so like three cigar shops opened up, all within like feet of each other, not far at all. Uh, and one of them 
for 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 some reason only lets one person in the store at a time. So I think that's the one that's gonna fail. I don't think people want that kind of experience. <laughs> no. Yeah, it says only one person allowed in at a time. Please be patient. It's like I'm just gonna go to the place like literally across the street that also sells all the same stuff. This place sells. And this is only for like conservatives to smoke yeah. on their their profile pics for Facebook. Yeah, the signs are so the signs in that place are so fucking nuts because like he started out with a sign that just says we do not sell cigarettes, which is written in a way that makes it look like he was pissed off because people were coming in and asking for yeah. cigarettes. It's like, bro, it's a smoke shop. He was offended. Can you get like five packs of cigarettes in here to sell? But yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on out in these streets right now, but man, people are just, people are really going for it. You know what I mean? Like opening up a rolled ice cream place directly across the street. And when I say directly across the street, I mean fucking, they can look out the window straight across the street at each other. Oh no. It's yeah. It's so cold. That's so, I, how does that even happen? How does the bank let you do that? You know? Yeah, it does seem like a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. Seems like you're gonna it's like gas stations. I guess it's like people won't spend take the time to cross the street. See? Yeah. Left side of the street people and right side of the street people. You're totally right. That is the gas station move is you build a gas station across the street for people going one direction on a road. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, man, that's all I can think of during like gallery hops and stuff when people are walking around, they they aren't going to cross the road. Yeah. It's like that line's too long. I guess I'm going to go to uh, this one. Like they look at the shorter line and it's yeah. like a, a balanced out. But I just, I mean, that thing, I, I know that that stuff's super popular because they have it in the mall and stuff now, which that also is the thing where it's like, if you're just opening up a rolled ice cream place now, you're fucking too late. You know, we're doing milkshakes now. That's what's going on. It's milkshakes. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's get another call in. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Oh, uh -huh. hey, what's up? This is uh, also Dan. All right, what's up, Dan, Dan? Dan. Hello. Yeah, Dan. what's going on? Listen, um, ain't nothing, man. You guys asked for someone from Target to call, so I'm here calling. Boom. Wow. I was going to Target. Long time. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry, buddy. There's a little delay when you call in, so we're just, when we're remote, so it's a little weird. But uh, trust me, you'll get used to it. Uh, are you at Target now? You're working at Target now. Yeah, I've worked there for like nine months. Nine months. How is it going? Is it is it like uh, you know, uh, pretty busy? Is are people talking about unionizing? Because that's what we were looking for people that that are maybe trying to unionize a target and also tell us what the problems are working at Target. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I actually just got off an IWW call myself and um oh. a call with a bunch of other stores on Friday. Um, so yeah, I got you guys. Um I started in September and it was pretty chill. I had come from like 15 years of kitchens. And so like retail, I jumped into it. I'm like, dude, I'm basically walking around the store and shopping for folks. Like 
it's chill business compared to a kitchen rush. So whatever, they're treating us pretty good, like maybe $2 extra on the weekend, food all the time, extra hours, all kinds of stuff when it's, when it's busy during the holidays. And then February, January, February came around and just like they cut the seasonal folks, which like they were going to do whatever. But then like my hours got sliced by a third and yeah. um, all the food stopped all the extra hours, all the extra anything stopped. And it was like, so this is what it's like for like eight months out of the year. <laughs> and um, I mean, you yeah, get these so, little, you get these little rushes, right? When the season changes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's wild. So like, I, um, I was like, yeah, this is, this is pretty fucked up. Like, I think, uh, I think I could like say some things to some folks and like there are some people who had talked about me about like, you know, Oh, fuck this capitalism thing. And I'm like, Oh, okay. What do we got here? And so they're one of the first people I talked to and they were like, dude, I've been trying to start a union or I've been saying we should do this. Like, let's do that. I'm like, I mean, cool. I hope there are more people that are as easy to convince as you. Um, so I started a discord and I got like 10 people in it right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, dude, like there aren't enough hours to get the shit done. Like that's the store, like the shelves are bare in our store, not because of like supply chain issues. Like they won't staff the store enough to put shit on the shelf. It's, it's embarrassing. I'm like, there are fire hazards in the back room because you won't schedule the people who want to work to do the job. It's wild. So, I, I, yeah, I, that is interesting because like whenever I go to a store or any kind of retail place, which by the way, I never got to work at a store. Uh, oh, I worked at the camera store, but I never got to be out on the floor. It, it sounds better than working in a kitchen for sure. But uh, it always appealed to me. Working at Target would have appealed to me much more. If I had to keep getting jobs like for real jobs, I think I would have gone in, in that target direction, uh, over another restaurant. I hate working in restaurants, but whenever I go to a, a store now and it looks like shit and everything's all over the place and, and stuff like that, uh, I tend to, to go with, oh, there's like not enough people that want to work here. You know what I mean? And like, so you're saying that like some of it is just that they won't use the people that they have. Yeah. Like corporate's not going to give us the hours to do it. And I actually found out yesterday it was like 91 degrees here um, in Maryland. And uh, they didn't, I don't know if they had the AC on or what, but I was in like in the backpack and shit. And it was hot as, it was hot as hell. I was like, what is going on? I said something to my store manager and she was like, yeah, the corporate corporate controls that and they keep it at 74 like that's the lowest they'll go and i'm just like that's something like you don't think like we could control for ourselves like you know none of those mfers have ever packed a fucking box in their life they have never been without ac like give me a break that's crazy they said that that happens at walmart too right it's like uh uh the corporate office runs the air conditioner, which I think that is, that is totally, that's fucking bullshit. 
Like, what does the manager do yeah. if they're not even running the air conditioner? So that's the thing is like the managers, like even at our store, like a lot of the employees are pissed off and like the managers are pretty sympathetic and like they they have to do half the shit. Like I see our HR person out on the floor unpacking carts of stuff, like pallets of stuff. I'm like, how is this how things get done? And I'm like, those are our hours we should have. You shouldn't have them doing this. Like give me the hours. I'm trying to pay my bills. They get a salary. They're cool. Like leave them out of this. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, what else? There's so much stuff. I'm the guy who posted my a picture of my wallet in the uh, Facebook group. Um, what they in our store they were doing is they uh, handing out Monopoly money for uh, <laughs> okay. gifts and oh, stuff. No. And it's really fun. one of the funniest parts about it is it's like thermoses, um, Target T-shirts where they like pushed like forced the uh target logo into the maryland outline because you know maryland people love maryland um so it doesn't really fit well but they did it It, it's funny but they have a bunch of pride stuff like a pride tote bag a pride thermos and it's like okay that's fine whatever but then they're also like um here you can also redeem them at chick-fil-a across the street i'm like what's the message y'all sending here so um it's just like everybody simply gets handed that and is like i I prefer $10 for cash. Like, please. <laughs> I'll even, I'll tell you what pisses me off about it is you got a whole store full of shit and they're making you buy a target t-shirt. That's what I said. I said, dude, like give them like vacation time, give them a target gift card. Like just like tell them to go pick something off the shelves. Like, come on, give me, you're giving me mon- literally it says monopoly on it. Like that's a joke. It would be so fucking sick. Like if you won employee of the month, if they were just like, here's a hundred bucks, just go, you know, get whatever you want, you know, around the the floor. uh, Yeah. Sorry. The best part about it is, um, apparently some of the, uh, more observed employees have been like, you know, doing well and getting a lot of these dollars, these monopoly monies. And uh, we have a Starbucks. So you can redeem it for Starbucks. Well, apparently they've been getting too many Starbucks with them. So now you have to have more to get Starbucks. And oh man, people are mad about their, you know, inflating the currency and shit. It's crazy. Businesses love doing that too. This is scrap. I mean, businesses, like every job I ever had was like the the popular thing that people want. They got to get rid of that. They're like, hey, we're not doing this anymore because you liked it. Basically, you're messing everything up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you guys had everyone going hard and getting Starbucks, and you took the star, made the Starbucks harder to get everyone pissed now. It's like, what are you doing? I think it kind of even pisses me off a little bit that people have to, that employees have to pay for the Starbucks. Really? I mean, oh, I don't yeah, see uh, why you couldn't just, because now there's people coming in that are working, spending $5 on a coffee, and it's like, oh, just let them have the goddamn shit. How it's not that expensive. It's not going to fucking sink the company or anything. Yeah. And you got like the Dixie cup for a coffee in the back. Let me just go grab one of those. and You just pour it right in there. You don't have to waste your little branded cup. <laughs> let me get a frap. Let me get over there and get a frappuccino. Yeah, come on now. Some people don't like coffee. Yeah, so okay. No. Some people like frappuccinos. For sure. For sure. Um, uh, we had, uh, recently had raises and reviews and, um, 
you know, my review was pretty cool. I it said I was meeting target standards, beliefs, and embodied all that shit. I was like, okay, cool. Um, I got 11 cents. I was like, that's dope. Um, and apparently when pay bump, like when they did the 12 to $15 an hour, your like ink raises throughout time don't go with you. So people who've been there for like almost a decade at my store make as much as me. And if they got less than 11 cents on this race, they make less than me. It's like, that's one of the things that Christianberg store like went in on was, uh, I think a petition to try to get seniority pay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is, that's the main reason, you know, uh, that's one of the big reasons to have a union is like, that does sort of suck that like everybody got a raise except for some of the people, some of the most loyal people too, you know, some of the people that have been there for a long time. Yeah, the most knowledgeable are like, well, steering into ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it seems fine. It seems like it is always so unfair. They did that where I worked to at, at the cable company. They gave everybody a raise or they started people out at, uh, so when I, right before I started there, they switched from piecework, which is you get paid by the job to hourly. And when they hired me, I made the same amount of money as the people <laughs> that had been there doing piecework. And, uh, they just gave us the same pay. Cause that's what the place started out at. So these people have been working there for like 20 years and they were like making, you know, the same amount I did. So yeah. Yeah, they say 18 to 24, like literally like nine years of service. You're making 15, 15, 38 at most, you know, it's just, it's all a lie. Like the whole tuition thing, like, yeah, I've talked to the people about um, doing mine and I have, I'm going for my degree in sociology, but um, that's not really in line with what Target's doing. So if it's not like a business degree or an HR degree, you're not getting anything from them. That also pisses me off the making you go to school for business. Like, what the fuck, man? Right, it's not investing. Something it's not investing good? in your employees. It's invest. Yeah, it's investing in the company, not the employees. It's so obvious. Yeah. Well, is uh, so. Can you keep us posted on on like the union stuff and and uh, do you have a uh, somewhere where if you know people can get a hold of you that could help? Um, I'm, I posted in the, like I said, I posted the, my wallet pick in the, uh, Facebook group. That's pretty much, um, all I really check out on social media, but, um, yeah, I'm Sweet. trying to get like a committee together and the, the other national folks, you know, the half dozen to a dozen folks, we're going to try and meet every month. So yeah, we're all kind of like, you know, competing to see who's going to be the first to do it, but at the same time trying to, uh, get everybody there. Um, all the problems are the same all around the store and. You know, it's a giant corporation and it's heading in the right direction for, for us to get a yes vote. So, yeah, hopefully sometime in the next year, shit really starts moving. Great. Well, good luck. Yeah. You know, and give us a call back. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Cool. Peace. Hey. Target, baby. The last person that called that worked at Target, uh, didn't they? They uh, made their manager clean up shit so that's yeah. the thing i remember that is one thing you can do at target you yeah, can quit yeah. at a very opportune time and get back at one manager i think it wasn't even that they quit it was that like they weren't 
sort of rated for hazardous materials in a way. Like not trained on hazardous materials, but most of the time, you know, the boss would just make you do it. But this person was a street fight listener, so <laughs> there wasn't no way they were doing it. All right, next call. Let's do it. Thanks for going street fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Uh, we're talking to Dave from Seattle. How you doing over there? Great. How you doing, Dave? I'm pretty good. I'm just entering some data um, from our uh, healthcare petition, statewide healthcare petition drive. Ah, I mean, okay. So statewide universal healthcare thing. Yeah, yeah, I I uh, I uh, tweeted at one of y'all a while ago, and you guys you guys retweeted it, which was cool. But I just wanted to call in and kind of let the community know that uh, we're we're doing this. And uh, if anybody from out of in the state wants to help us out at PaulWashington.org, or anybody that's passing through or spending some time here, uh, we've got till mid December to get four hundred thousand signatures. Whoa! How you doing so far? You how how far are you to that? <laughs> That's a good question because we've just had it out for two weeks. So okay, it's hard to tell. We um we did really well at the Seattle abortion rally, um, and I think we had another major event in town in this weekend. So I think we did okay. Uh, but we'll have to see. Um. I think our data person is on vacation right now, but once she comes back, we'll get all the latest stats and see what's going on. Well, that's great. Well, what is sort of the law or 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 the what what what's the situation? Is it just basically like everybody in the state will have health care? Yeah, uh, paid for partially, I think, by capital gains tax and then a payroll tax. Nice. So yes, everybody will have health care, um, dental, vision, mental. Uh, you know, it's health care, reproductive health care. You got it. I like Loved when it. you said dental, physical, mental, because that if you wanted to like write a rap song, like uh, uh, Ed Young, if you wanted to just get a rap song going there, you could do that. That that. Well, Generally, if you write a rap dental, song, it can help you. Yeah, dental and, and vision are included. Not ah, yeah, physical, dental, yeah, vision, metal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything that, that you need to stay healthy um, is in there. Uh, and this is our third attempt. We had to cancel. The, the first one was kind of disorganized. The second one we had to cancel last summer because of the people were freaked out about the Delta variant. And so yeah. this time, you know, we're going for it. I think we're better organized now. Um, it takes a lot to do these things. So, oh, four hundred thousand yeah. signatures is a lot. So, good luck. Tell tell people again where to go. Tell people again where to go to help you. A uh, whole. PaulWashington.org. All right. Thanks for calling in. Sounds great. Oh, yeah, it works yeah. out. Thanks, uh, thanks for taking the call. And, and uh, I, I like your show. Listen to it every now and then. And thanks for introducing me to the Trailbillies. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime.
Check out the Patreon. You get some t more Tom time, as they call it. All right. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling. Jeez. All right. No problem. Brett, did Bye. you did you hear that guy rap? The uh, I did. Uh, the Ed Young. Yeah, he thinks he's hip. That might be. And I'm not lying to you. I'm I'm very serious with you. One of the most uncomfortable things I've ever. Not not the first one where he's doing like a goofy video because I thought it was like. Remember when Trump did Hotline Bling? I thought that's what he was going for. But then when I found him reading a journal that he found in his bedroom or in his office, and he did it for a long time, that is one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. I fucking, and I've heard a lot of bad shit, but man, that was shock. This Ed Young, Shocktober levels of weird. He's, he's one of my top weird guys. He's got a captive audience. You can make him. He can do whatever he wants. I, I agree. And like when you, oh, when he said something like, "I'm feeling like making love," to the uh, uh, another one bites the dust. I didn't. I didn't like that either at all. It it made me feel bad to hear that. Not yeah, the normal normal talk you expect in church. No, that's the thing. I'm trying to find people that say weird stuff at church now. Like that's what I, I kind of want to get into now is like uh what are some of the people doing some of the uh weirder stuff you know what this guy was so weird man total freak so all right let's do him. another oh you do not love him thanks for calling street fight who are we talking to tonight <laughs> what's up friends this is bobby from seattle bobby, hey how's it going up? bobby Hey, what's going on, guys? Glad to hear from you. Always yeah, good to hear too. from Bobby. Um, oh, I appreciate that because who else is going to give you all of the good shit besides me? Like, I just, you know, I'm out here doing all the dirty work for you guys. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, we always appreciate people doing Well, I hate doing dirty work. It sucks. So, um, so last time I talked, we were, uh, I worked for a management company and, uh, then I left there and I started working as uh, an assistant manager at AutoZone. And let me, like this retail stuff is like out of control. <laughs> yeah. AutoZone. I, I got to tell you really bad decision to go there because there is not a single person in an auto zone that's happy <laughs> it's right. like it's a place like of you, misery look it is my in-between job because i am uh, i just got hired on with the city of kirkland so this was kind of like my in-between job and i got out as fast as i as fast as soon as i went in i got out like, i don't know maybe three four weeks later i think i made it four weeks as the assistant manager and i was like nope can't do this not doing it not gonna happen <laughs> i've i i yeah bobby i've always felt like with AutoZone, the 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 real problem is that you have to go get the stuff for the customer that's the fucking problem that's where the rub is because everybody wants to be able to just go in and grab their carburetor right but instead they got to yep. go first stand at one stand they stand in one line 
Then they get up to the front of that line and then the motherfuckers tell you to go to the other line. Like you get the thing you need and then they're like, you can go over there and pay. It's like, God damn, put more fucking, <laughs> put a cash register on these goddamn computers. It, that place I have spent, I, I, I'll tell you, because I've had every shitty car. Every one of my cars is shitty by the time, you know, we're at the end. And um, I, I, have, I have spent, I have gone on a trip to an auto zone and spent an hour just waiting to get the part and pay. It's just, and you got to go outside and help people. Oh, that is, that's a crazy job to get Bobby. <laughs> look, dude, look, I like, I love breaking like the stereotype of, especially for like a gay guy. So I like, I love working on cars and doing woodworking and shit. So, you know, I was like, no, I can, like, I'll, this is a good, like, in between any place that says they need you to, like, start. Hey, when can you start? Or um, when can your first day be? You know you're fucked. Like, you are so screwed. Anytime someone says, anytime your intern manager says, like, when can you start? Like, what, what's the earliest date? And that's when I knew I was like, oh, this was maybe not a good decision. <laughs> I should have quit for the also, unemployment. Maybe I should have quit for the unemployment. <laughs> also, making you an assistant manager to start is kind of a thing where it's like oh i don't know about that 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 definitely means that we're fucked i mean i'll say this like every time i've had to go to AutoZone recently there just haven't been enough people working so when somebody has to go outside yeah if somebody has to go outside and put a fucking windshield wiper on which by the way just look it up on the internet and do it your fucking self shouldn't have to go out there you know, and put a windshield wiper right. on, then that means there's one person in the store dealing with everybody in the store and you're out and, and there's another person outside fucking, you know, hooking that thing up to get the check, find out what the check engine light says, but it's not helpful. Right. And then you just three, end up leaving. Three words, dude, three words I never want to hear again for the rest of my life are year, make, and model. If I, I swear, <laughs> like that just, I want to, if I had to open up an auto parts store, that's what I would name it, gear, make, and model, because you just, you get people just like coming in, they have no clue about anything, they watch one YouTube video, and they walk up and they think they need something, and then they're just, you're standing for 30 minutes trying to help one person, trying to figure out what it is that they want, and they don't know what their car is, all they know is that they drive a car from the 90s or the early 2000s, and that it's, <laughs> It's a Mazda. They don't know a trim level. They don't know the VIN number. They don't know where to find the VIN number. And I'm like, you shouldn't even be driving this. Maybe you shouldn't have a car. I drove a Nissan 200SX for a period of time, a 98 Nissan 200SX. Uh, and it, it was always fucked up because, honestly, we didn't take good care of it. And uh, I would have to go into the auto zone every time and say, I have a 98 Nissan 200 SX. And the guy would like start typing it in and then say something like, uh, is that the 1.5 liter or the uh, one yep. liter? Or, or is that the XS? And I was like, I don't, nobody told me that when I bought the car. I thought that I could just give you two pieces of info. I was like, is it on the, uh, is it in the manual? No, it's not. It's, it, the manual is for both. It's like, how the fuck am I supposed to figure this out? But yeah. <laughs> so 
so okay imagine you already had to deal with all of that okay you already have all of these you know when i like coming from louisville kentucky you get people who like generally know about vehicles but this is like bellevue washington and these are a lot of people who live in bellevue washington are not from really not even from the united states really and so owning a car is kind of a new thing having to do maintenance on a car is a new thing so when they think they can do something on it it's just a complete mess and so you're trying to do that you get i have that so it's just me and it would be like one other employee i maybe worked with my store manager twice out of four weeks i think i worked with him two times because he just refused to come in and so yeah, it's like, I would too. so you're gonna leave me and some idiot like 19 year old who like does not want to be here at all who's getting paid way less than me so i can understand why they don't want to do anything and i'm like okay so I got to the point where I was like, you know what, when I'm going to take my lunches, I'm just going to lock the doors up. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to kick everybody out the store when I go on lunch, and I'm going to close this fucking store down. And that's what I would do. I would put a sign on the door, and I would say, we are closed until this time. Blame corporate greed if you have a problem. Like, that's exactly what I would write on the <laughs> notes and put on the window. And I would lock the door up, and I would tell the other guy I was working with, and I would say, hey, we're taking our lunch at this time. We're going to take an hour and a half screw it. We're shutting down the store. Like, I don't care if they don't care. Why should I care? Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Somebody in the chat, uh, somebody in the chat was saying that they run a, uh, they run a carpenter place. Uh, Rob, Robin banks, tell Bobby to get at me. Queer carpenter hiring in Seattle. G a R B one T C H garbage okay, on Twitter. Nope, I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, I'm here for it. It's yeah, G A R B one T C H. Go for it. I would. Have you ever done carpentry? Oh yeah, I I've worked for a uh, one of my neighbors was a. Remember, I called about that guy that was a friend oh, yes. of mine. He was a woodworker and he was my neighbor. Yeah, so I used to work for him, and that's where I like did it professionally. Was working in oh. his shop, but um. Yeah, like yeah, I I feel like with this whole retail thing is that they they didn't even care. They didn't care when we closed the store. They didn't care if we closed early. Uh, <laughs> there was no one there to put anything away. We would have like two shipments from two weeks, just like completely filling the aisles full of like crates and stuff. They didn't care because they're making money hand over fist, so it doesn't matter. I've been I've been seeing a lot of that everywhere too. Shit, just like. Yeah. sitting out in the middle of the room like everything's just on a pallet and like uh hearing i mean all they have to do again i i i say this so often that i'm like becoming some kind of a broken record all they have to do is one be cool and two pay more right like because when yeah. i say be cool i mean that like when when somebody's doing uber eats uh they get to listen to music they get to decide when they're gonna work they get to do the work they want to do and then quit when they don't want to do it and they can make a little bit more probably than you can make at AutoZone. and to me mm -hmm. it's like well why the fuck wouldn't i choose to to do this other thing that is like on my time so like i think people would go back working at some of these jobs if they were 
like flexible and cool. I'm not saying, you know, your employees tell you when they're going to work. You can still make the schedule. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, but if see, like, you but did something. But see, that's the thing is like you would think that, like, you know, they're like, oh, we're having a job fair or, you know, like uh, AutoZone is hiring. But they don't actually, like, they don't really care about hiring new people. That's not really their concern. It's like they honestly, they don't want it to be more people because it's coming out of the budget. It's coming out, you know, you got more people on the floor. They're having to pay more. And their thing is like, well, who cares how terrible the experience is for anybody in the store, customer or the employee, as long as the shareholders are getting a return. So it's kind of weird in a way where it's like, they really don't even care about your experience anymore. They don't care about your reviews on uh, uh, Google or Yelp. They don't care about none of that stuff because they know they're going to, they know that you're going to come to them. You're going to buy your damn alternator because you don't have a choice. <laughs> and you'd think that they'd be That's like, people are buying their parts it. on e People are buying their parts on eBay and stuff now, but they're just like, nah, you want it now. You would think you know? that you ain't going to wait. <laughs> But I'm saying they, they aren't gonna, I mean, for people like me, then, you know, uh, obviously this is a Brian character def defect. I want, when I want something, I want it now. And, uh, it, part of it is good because, uh, if I want something and I can't get my hands on it right away, I won't get it. But like the other part of it's bad is that like, if I make a decision that I want a thing, I'm going to fucking hunt it down in town so I can have it right away. I hate waiting for stuff to be mailed to me. So, uh, I, I'm an auto zone customer. I'm kind of a regular ass auto zone customer. I go in there and get like, I used to buy brakes there all the times and pads and shit like that. So like, uh, uh, mm -hmm. I mean, they have so much fun stuff there too. You know what I'm saying? Like, AutoZone yeah, has kind of fun like shit for your car. It's like a Spencer gift for your car in a way. Like they really <laughs> do have like everything. <laughs> Spencer gifts for your car. <laughs> it, it really is. is. I used to work at Spencer gifts. Like that was like my first retail job. Uh, and it is kind of like a Spencer gift for your car. It's just not in the mall. <laughs> you worked at Spencer's? I did. That was one of my, it was like my first management job. I think it was like 19, 18 or 19 years old. That's a sick fucking job. That, I mean, mall store fun. is good. Is mall store sounds like something. I always felt like mall store sounded like, now that's a fucking job, you know? Dude, mall stores are good because when you walk in, you get to go with all of the express people, all of the like Dillard's Macy's people and everyone feels like they're a superstar. So you get to go in and be cute every day and I uh, get to have Panera bread for lunch and smell Cinnabon <laughs> all day long, like <laughs> through the vents, uh, like working in the mall. I mean, it's funny. You get to meet a lot of different people. It, I, I worked there for like two years. So, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Did you get a discount at Spencer's? I did. And then there was a time, you know, when they get rid of stuff, so it gets down to clearance. And then when they're going to get rid of it, they'll just say, okay, you know, take it out and smash it. They'll just say, have a man drop there while you smash it. And then you just take home like, you know, fog machines and disco balls and lights and black lights and all that <laughs> stuff. Posters. You could get all that stuff. Yeah. It's so funny because like, I, I know what you're talking about with the smash it thing 
because Chuck E. Mm-hmm. Cheese, when when they uh, when Chuck E. Cheese is done with their games, you have to smash them. You can't like they don't want you taking any pieces of it home. Even they don't want you taking the game home or or maybe giving it to a place, you know, where where people can play oh, it yeah, or anything yeah, they don't like want that. To have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and so you would just. I mean, there was, we were doing a remodel. I had to go out and they had a guy from corporate just watch us smash everything. And he didn't even let us do it a fun way. He, he, he was like, there's a way, there's a procedure for smashing the ski ball machines. And that's the thing. That's the way we have to do it. It, it was horrible. I hate smashing stuff. Oh God, that would break that, my heart. I couldn't do it. I have to call out that day. That would break my heart. <laughs> I know. I really wished that I could get my hands on like, I, I really was like, do we have to destroy the bowling game with the hockey puck? You got like a, a silver puck and like you have uh, pins and you slide it. It's kind of like shuffleboard and bowling. And they're like, yeah, we have to like destroy it. We, you're not even allowed to have the puck because I was just going to take the puck because I used to play it a lot and uh, they wouldn't even let me have that. That sucks. No, see, they just had one of their managers do it, and it was just myself and it was like, I think it was myself and one or two other managers. And usually, like, whenever I'd always close, so it would always be on me to have to, you know, be responsible for what got smashed. And usually all the things that we wanted, we would just hide when we knew they were going on clearance. We would just hide it in the back in the soccer room. <laughs> so then when they were going to discard it, we would just put it in black bags take it out by the trash, which is inside the mall. And then on your way out, you just grab it. <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, it's funny to think about like getting the gold mine of Spencer's gift stuff. Dude, like but a hog machine you time. could like, sell. There in Halloween, that was the best time. Yeah. You could sell a fog machine probably from, I don't know. I think you could really get money out of some of the stuff there i always think of it as a store that only sells junk but you're right they got like fog machines (laughs) and sex toys they got sex toys there which is weird that you can sell sex toys in the mall but i'm i'm okay with it i'm not trying to be a prude or anything i just think it's odd um because if they sold sex toys at the grocery store and they have actually they do sell sex toys at the grocery store and people freaked out on twitter one day about it so there is that um yeah not too long ago uh somebody somebody found a sex toy at a grocery store yeah cvs has them now too some of the condom brands started selling personal massagers and shit and cock rings yeah, cock rings at the grocery. Wow, look I'm at really society good. progressing. Oh my gosh, look at society moving along. <laughs> well, see, the guy that freaked out about it on Twitter thought we were going in a bad direction. <laughs> to hell! <laughs> yeah, he freaked. That's because that's yeah. because he never had a sleeve, so because he never actually used one of those sleeves. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> God, the I first thing I ever stop. You get one. The first thing I ever bought with my own money was this bottle of aerosol spray that was called no fart spray that you were supposed to spray if somebody farted. And I got that at fucking Spencer's. And it was the most exciting day because the mall by my house, no Spencer's. You had to drive out of fucking town to go to a Spencer or maybe you had to drive to 
the north end or something. I don't know. But the mall I went to didn't have a Spencer's. So when I got this no fart spray, it was just so exciting for me to even have a thing that said fart on it. I remember that fart spray. It was like a real skinny, like skinny can actually. Um, and it was kind of tall. I remember that no fart spray. And that even like, remember the little fart machines that had the remote? We sold more of those. <laughs> Than we yeah. have done anything else in that damn store, and to to adults, like I mean, not oh, like yeah. kids. We sold pharmacies to like adults. People fucking love farts. Like you could make a lot of money selling a store that just sells fart memorabilia. You could, you could fucking Spencer's probably is that place, but it's like get rid of all the other stuff and just sell stuff that says fart because there are people that are like that. There are a lot of people, and I used to be one of these people who were just like fart enthusiasts where i was like oh <laughs> like i like the sound of it you know buy the cds yeah you get a cd you get a t-shirt that says uh who farted on it you know it was just i was so enthusiastic about farts when i was a teenager <laughs> i'm sorry that's great that's fucking great <laughs> Oh my God! But, Avery yeah, Sherla said they a, sell know. a they sell a flashlight kind of thing at Walmart. Now they have flashlights at Walmart. That's great. Twenty four hours and there's not. A, they know that's where the money is. That's where the money is. There's not always a, a sex shop nearby, and you can use DoorDash to get it. I don't think you. <laughs> well, that would be. Cool, you know what? You probably you know? could though. They give you a red car with DoorDash. You might have to. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I might have to. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see if they'll deliver me. Cause do they deliver beer, Brent? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, on DoorDash. On. Yeah, they just gotta scan yeah. your license. Uh do you do that? I'm in the DoorDash. I'm in the DoorDash system some days. You know when it when uh you know when the funds if I feel it's getting low or if I want to buy something really stupid then you know I'll get out there and DoorDash for a few hours. I get it. I've been in the hustle. <laughs> it is. It is only when I, when I want to do I something really stupid and I'm like, I can't use regular money on this tattoo. <laughs> well, when I want to yeah. scratch off, if I haven't worn anything and $50 on scratch off, I will be door dashing that night. You can best believe it. <laughs> God, that's so smart because I was going through a scratch offs phase for a period of time. And, and I mean, we just, the last three or four times we did it, we just, every penny, we, we lost it all. Like, we, we just weren't winning and it's keep just rolling like, yes. in to the next one. No, we weren't winning. You better bring uh -oh. the app up. Yep. I do too. And I'll bring the app right up. If I lose, if I start losing, I'm bringing the app up immediately. I'm like, okay, where's the promo? Who's doing $3 extra tonight? Like for how long I'll be like, fuck it. It is what it is. What you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So true. Thanks. Thanks for calling Bobby. Uh, thanks, appreciate guys. it as always. You're a rock it. star. All yeah, right, peace. It's you always too. good to Talk hear to from you, buddy. You too. Okay, bye-bye. Bobby's the best. Yeah. Bobby's the best. He got me to call myself a fart enthusiast. Yeah, brings out the truth. Drags the truth out of you. <laughs> Ready for this next cow? Let's get him. Thanks for yeah. calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello. Hello, hello. Hit the mute button on your phone. Oh, they We're dropped it. Hello. Wait, are they there now? Over my, my microphone. Hey, okay. hey, who are we talking to? 
Uh, this is Lucas uh, from Ohio. Um, I'm actually calling in from Wyoming at the moment. Um, oh, I just want to go call there. Talk about like I, I've got some pretty crazy work experiences over the last few years because I do like seasonal work, and that way I can work and travel at the same time. And uh, okay. I've been working mostly back back of house in a lot of restaurants, um, but also doing some front of house stuff. And I've been working in some pretty crazy places. Like I started out in Ohio, you know, working at a local pizza shop, making, or actually, no, scratch that. I started at Wendy's making seven twenty five an hour back when I was in high school, back in like 2015. Worked there for a month. And it, it was just crazy how shitty Wendy's is. Like they have one person doing the jobs of five people, uh, especially if you're on like the grill. Um, it's absolutely nuts. Like also never eat the chili at Wendy's. I don't know if you, anyone's ever told you that, but never eat chili at Wendy's. Oh, we know. And then, well, uh, it's because it's the old uh, hamburgers, but I'm cool with it. I'll, I don't eat the chili cause I'm not going to order chili if I go to Wendy's, but yeah, they're day old hamburgers. Well, they're not day old. They're like, they're the ones that sat on the grill too long. And then, so they microwave them for 10 minutes until they turn into rubber and then they mash them up in a bin. And then they mix them in with the, like the seasonings and add them to the chili. <laughs> oh my god! Why microwave? Don't microwave yeah, meat. Just uh, stop doing that. We don't. I know it's microwave it's pretty crazy. Silly. Um, yeah. Then yeah. So so then I went to a local pizza shop where my I got a, a big raise. I went to eight forty an hour. I worked there for off and on a couple months, and that was fine. You know, it's a small town pizza job. You're in high school. You expect. Uh, and then I got a job at a garden center boss at the garden center was an absolute douchebag. Like yeah, I would have asked for a day off more than a month in advance for like something important, you know? And he'd be like, Oh, I don't know if I could do that. And I was like, man, you've got 12 other employees here and you've got like 10 people coming to buy bird seed every few hours. Like what? <laughs> like, I don't think I would yeah, ever, so, I, I am not a fan of uh, the garden store because I've been having to go there a lot lately. And I, I just, it's not well put together in my opinion. You know, there, there's just stuff laying all over the place. I think plant people are just weirdos. What? What? Well, I, I'll take a, a little bit of offense to that, you know, maybe because I'm a plant person. And like I, the thing I don't like about all the plant centers is they sell a lot of poison, you know, like pesticides, and herbicides and all that. And, uh, when you learn about what that shit does to us, it's uh, pretty awful. Um, mm. But so after that, I eventually ended up getting jobs. Uh, traveling. So I did like an apprenticeship in Vermont and then I worked this summer out in Alaska and then I uh, volunteered for a bit down in Puerto Rico and then I got a job in Montana and the job in Montana, uh, the jobs I had in Montana are the ones I want to talk about because that's where things got crazy for me, I think. And the first okay. job I had out in Montana, I was working at a place called the Ranch at Rock Creek, which is the most expensive all-inclusive hotel and resort in the United States. And it is oh. a luxury guest ranch Montana? where the wealthiest of the wealthy, yeah, in Montana and the wealthiest of the wealthy come out there to ride horses and shoot guns and ride ATVs and fly fish. And, uh, it was a very beautiful property. Um, a lot of amazing people that I worked with there, um, and very cool location. Um, I worked back of house cause I didn't want to have to deal with the rich people because, you know, I was. I was the kind of person that was listening to Chapo Trap House and Street Fight. So I didn't really want to like, you know, talk to a rich person and then like blurt out that like, I think they should, you know, uh, never mind, moving on. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. So I, I worked there for a while and I, uh, I found out 
whenever I was there. So like, I was trying to find out how much it costs per night to stay there. You know, I had family who was like, Oh, you get like a family discount or whatever. And so if you wanted to stay in the cheapest room, uh, at this hotel, guess how much it costs per night. Two. No, I'm going to say $700. I'm going with $700. What you thinking, Brett? Um, it's a, it's a, is it an all inclusive resort? It's an all-inclusive hotel and resort. Yeah. Yikes! For the rich, um, I'm going to go a thousand. I'm going to go a thousand. No, that's too much. Nope, Brett's right. The cheapest rooms were a thousand dollars per night, and now I want you to guess what the most expensive, fully like decked out cabins cost per night per person. Oh, I think you're looking at. I think you're looking at uh, what what five digits. I think you're looking at yeah. ten thousand dollars. Per person, twenty tw- per person, twenty thousand dollars. No, wow. no. I, mean, I wish I was rich because I really want to go to Montana. I think Montana looks like the coolest place. You uh, can stay there for a lot less than twenty thousand a night, though. <laughs> that's, that's like someone's yeah, that's whole true. fucking yearly <laughs> salary that there's, works there's, at like a subway. If if you if you, if you want to go to Montana, the place I recommend there's a a, a motel in Anaconda. And like, I know it's, a, you know, when you people say the word motel, they have a certain connotation, but I've stayed in this motel when I was fell on hard times, uh, whenever I was up there in Montana and for 70 bucks a night, the trade winds motel is one of like the nicest places I've ever stayed in. It's nicer than a lot of like $300 a night hotels that I've stayed in. Like I was very impressed with this place and the guy who, the guys that own it, very nice. And Anaconda is a very beautiful uh, part of the country. Like it's, and it's, it was the first town in the United States that had a socialist mayor, actually, uh, Anaconda or Butte, one of the two. Um, but they're right next to each other. Um, but yeah, there's a, a strong labor history in Butte and Anaconda, and that's a very cool part uh, of that region of Montana. But uh, but I want to say so. Working in the back of house in the kitchen at this place, I worked there for ten months as a dishwasher. Because I, basically, I was looking for jobs where I could get paid to listen to books and podcasts all day. And in the 10 months I was out there, I got through 80 books and several thousand podcasts. So I, <laughs> I would say I, my goal was accomplished. But uh, after 10 months of working there, I was like, well, you know, all the other dishwashers come here and they get fired within a couple of weeks, you know, or whatever. And I've, I've been the only one here for seven months, you know, working two dish pits and managing like the whole rest of the back of the house, you know, all the dishes and stuff, working all these extra hours, you know, making all this overtime. And so I asked, you know, because uh, uh, there was some other issues going on with housing at the time as well. So I just asked, you know, like, hey, you know, do you think I could possibly like get a raise? You know, I was talking to the, to the general manager of the place and he's like, oh, yeah, of course. That's not unreasonable. You've been here for a long time. You're a great worker, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, just let me, you know, run it by the chef. And then next week I'll let you know. And I was like, OK, cool. And so uh, this is on like a Friday. So then Monday I see the GM and I ask him so about the raise. He says, oh, yeah, about that. I talked to the chef, and he said no. So I said, why? And he said, well, the chef doesn't think you show enough initiative. And now you're looking at me. I'm a dishwasher making $15 an hour. And granted, I had employee housing and some of my meals provided for, so I didn't have to pay. That sounds fresh, though. But, but, But I was making $15 an hour, which was the starting wage after working there for 10 months. And doing a great job, not getting fired, not getting yelled at, not getting in trouble, nothing, just doing my job, you know, buckling down, you know, perfectly cool to be in that dish pit for, you know, 15 hours a day someday. 
and like without complaining, you know. And uh, whenever he said I didn't show initi- enough initiative, I was like, all right, here's my two weeks. Peace. I don't care if I'm getting free housing here. I don't care. Like you don't respect me enough. I was just like, peace out. I'm gone. Do you do you like, have yeah. to leave right away? Um, like when you so, live there? Uh, yeah, a lot of those jobs. A lot of those jobs. Uh, yeah, if you live, if you live, if they provide uh, housing, then uh, once you quit. Uh, it depends on the job. Some, sometimes, like if you're on good terms, they might let you stay for a few days to a week until you leave. But most of the time, they want you out of there within 24 hours. And <laughs> uh, so uh, there, I I uh, I gave myself you know time, and like I, I went and ended up doing like a little retreat with my friends in the mountains for a few days afterwards, and doing like a little road trip and stuff, nice. and had a nice time. Um, but uh, yeah, that was that was like the the crazy thing about that was just, you know, after 10 months, you know, chef could just be a dick and say like, Oh yeah, not enough initiative. There's a dishwasher in the kitchen, not enough initiative. And then, uh, the other job that I had out in Montana and in between these two, I went down to Florida and tried, tried my hand as like a, a yachty for a little while. And that has, that's a whole other crazy story. Can of worms involving a, a not so German guy. But, uh, I got, I ended up back out in Montana working at a comp- competing luxury guest ranch. Right. And I got a job in the kitchen again, planning to do the same thing, working, you know, washing okay. dishes, getting paid to listen to books and podcasts. And when I get there, there's some warning signs that something, you know, might be off. And that this, one of the things mm-hmm. was that the door on the dishwasher, like the little thing that attaches to the door, like a little magnet that screws in whenever you close the dishwasher that automatically makes the machine run. It had like stripped out, fallen off something. So they had a fridge magnet. So every time we wanted to use the dish machine, we had to like take off this fridge magnet and then put it back on and like wiggle it just the right way oh, to get the machine God. to run and then hope it stayed running. And if the magnet didn't get disturbed and the machine didn't stop prematurely. And we had to do that for like a month and a half before they got a new door every day. Like every single time we ran a load of dishes, just a huge pain in the ass. And then eventually it got to the point, you know, where, uh, well, so the machine was scaled up when I got there, right? Because the water in Big Sky, Montana, which is where this other ranch was, um, it was also a ski resort. Um, in Big Sky, Montana, the water is very hard, hardest water I've ever seen. Uh, and like, and I've lived, lived in quite a few places now. So the, the machine would scale up in a matter of days. And whenever we ran, started running D-Limer, the machine would start just boiling over and spraying steaming hot water out and running on its own. That was a whole issue. Eventually they purposely broke the thermostat so that it wouldn't get too hot. Uh, and then that was like a temporary fix. And then we had the garbage disposal break in the sink, which like, it was like a big custom sink. So it wasn't easy to fix. And, uh, and like, uh, the only way to get the, the sink to drain was to manually stick your hand down into the sink and turn the garbage disposal agitator with your hand. Right. And so we had to do that for 50 or 60 days while they kept telling us that a new one was on the way. And I remember going up and asking the chef, like, you know, one day when it when that uh, agitator smashed my finger, I was like, why do we not have this stuff here when this place makes as much money as it does? And he told me that they ordered it. It was just, you know, supply chain issues because it was coming from China or whatever, you know, some bullshit about that. And in my head, you know, what I'm thinking is that this place has enough money that you could rent a U-Haul, drive down to Denver today, buy a new dish machine and sink from a restaurant going out of business there and bring it up here tomorrow. And that would be cheaper than ordering a brand new one 
from China and waiting 10 months for it to get here, you know? And like, they just kept giving excuses, giving excuses. And this place got to the point to where the drains and the kitchen literally would not drain anymore, no matter how much we agitated it, no matter how harsh the chemicals were, we poured down it. And like, I ended up having like uh, a sensation where I thought there was an animal crawling inside my stomach. And when I went to the doctors, they said that I was having intestinal spasming due to stress from working at this place. And that was the day that I was like, all right, I'm not going back to work anymore. I need to quit. And like, uh, I like texted the chef and was like, chef, I know that I get housing from this job, but I'd rather be homeless than come back to work. Uh, I wish you luck <laughs> in finding someone else. Wow. And I that just, is wild oh, man, that, that. Sorry, working in those places are that say? are like, I just working in those like, um, in those luxury places, uh, you know, I, I, I have sort of a uh, analog to that. I worked at a golf course in Groveport, Ohio that, you know, it was people that weren't rich, but, you know, they had enough money to join a golf club. And uh, they were some of the meanest people I've ever in my life. I have, I have ever worked for in my life. Just some of the truly dirt worst, meanest, like calling me like, I, they would call me uh, slurs, like gay slurs, because uh, I had wow. um, I had my eyebrow pierced. <laughs> they would oh, just God. say it. They would be like, don't go out in. I had my eyebrow pierced, and they would call me princess, and then it, it escalated when they saw me every day until they asked that they not have to see me anymore. So I wasn't allowed out in the uh, uh, area that wasn't, the small dishwasher area. They the 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 members had asked not to have to see me, which I always think about that to this day. Like how how can you do that? How can you do that to a human? You know, I, I don't want to see that guy. He makes he bums me out. <laughs> well, yeah. I'll tell you what we got. It's pretty ridiculous. We got a few. I got I've got another another. Go ahead. We oh, can do before, one more. We got we a couple on, I just calls. to say, uh, Brett, um, so uh, last week you talked to, or Brian, actually, sorry. Brian, last week you talked about how you were working out at the gym and uh, you're yeah. going to more weight and you were saying you wished you had like a trainer or something. And I just, I wrote down a note here of uh, something that I thought was relevant. So you were saying that you wanted someone to like t- tell you some stuff to, to do to help you. So the YouTube channel I'd say to check out is called More Plates, More Dates. The guy on there, like a lot of what he says, like, you know, over my head, but he really knows what he's talking about when it comes to like the physiology and stuff. And he's got like a pre-workout that whenever I started taking it, I gained six pounds of muscle in the first six days I was taking it. Um, Mm -hmm. It was pretty crazy. Uh, And it's not steroids, but it's like as close as you can get without going on steroids. And (laughs) uh, I'm not against steroids. It's just like, you know. Uh, you know, like the, the things I would recommend for you, if you can afford it, is like five mil- five grams of creatine a day, a pre-workout before you work out, and then protein shake after your workout. That, that'll help you. All right. Yeah, I'm going to do the creatine, uh, I think, and do uh, uh, the protein shake. I, I don't think I need pre-workout because I um, drink coffee before I go to the gym. So... I don't need a thousand more grams. Of well, you can get stimulant free ones too. <laughs> the, the, the one, the one I get, 
uh, I'm not sponsored, but it's, uh, it's called Gorilla Mode Nitric and it's stimulant free. And it, it, it works freaking great. Like when you take that stuff and within 15 to 10 minutes, you feel like razor focused, ready to go. Like you want to get, get after it. It's pretty, it's pretty sick. I honestly think that's what keeps me away from doing a lot of the, uh, uh, doing a lot of the pre-workout and stuff like that is it's all called like alpha gorilla or like tiger blend. And I'm like, all right, come on. Isn't there anything geared toward my delicate no, yeah, sensibilities? Yeah. <laughs> well, Hey, thanks for calling. Call back. Yeah, anytime. True. that's true. Of course. My pleasure. Uh, have fun guys. You Peace. too. Gorilla, yeah. gorilla mode. <laughs> Creatine fucking rocks. That is a good idea. You'll love it. Yeah, I'm getting on creatine. I'm excited about it. I don't know what it is or what it's going to do, but uh, I, I am, I am, I learned. Uh, I went and worked out with a with a friend of ours, and he kind of like told me some stuff that like changed kind of the way I think about what I was doing because I was going in there and obsessing over getting twelve reps mm -hmm. on everything. And like, if I didn't get 12 reps, I felt like a failure. And he was like, you're not like pushing yourself. You're supposed to like push yourself <laughs> so that you can't do 12 reps. Like the goal is so that you can't. So, uh, that really changed everything. And I, I, I got to really like, I was, I, I was like doing a leg press thing and, uh, I hit like, I had been doing 140 pounds. And he was like, you should try and add another 40 pounds. And I did. And I fucking was able to do it. I just was like, I've been doing, I've been doing this 140 for so long. And it just had turned into an easy thing. Like I found out basically that I am uh, lazy naturally and that like I will get in a routine and not push yourself. Like, yeah, no, I, well, I already did. So I'm I'm really gonna start pushing myself now. I you know getting eight reps. You know I'm gonna really go heavy. But uh, yeah, I want to get on creatine, and I want to do uh uh. Well, I do protein shakes already. You know, dynatize. But I I want to get on some creatine. I'm going to. I hoping it makes me feel like hyped up to work out. You know. Um. No, it's just gonna be more gains that you want. Tight. All right. All right. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up, Street Fight? It's Bear. Bear, what is awesome? Up? You calling about pee pee and poo poo? Oh, uh, fuck, what? <laughs> Nothing. It said your uh, the call note on the auto screen said Bear, and I'm I'm calling about pee pee poo poo, which you know <laughs> that's cool with me. I mean, I'll tell you the truth, Bear. I, I walk around the house, right, and, and, like, sing songs all day, and I always try to add poop or pee or fart or sucking off, sucking somebody off to, like, every song. And it is really satisfying when you get a good one. I do the same exact thing. I feel like I just didn't know what to say, so I just defaulted to pee-pee-poo-poo. I hey, you know, we all do. So what's up, Bear? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just the normal. Uh I'm now a full time Chili's employee instead of just a part time Chili's employee. That's something. Oh. oh you get a raise? Did you get a raise? 
No. Well, kind of. I was going to say, I'm, I'm don't, the same no. Of, I'm making the same-ish amount of money, but I'm getting like benefits now, like actual benefits. So, Oh, that's great. I Actually, mean, that's, that's like... Yeah. Yeah. And you're getting more hours, I right? get, uh, Like, you're full-time. But do they really lean on you there? Um, only because I know how to do everything now. Uh, and I, that's not like a bragging thing. I wish I didn't, but I just kind of don't never tell them no when they're like, Hey, I want to do this. So I'm now, uh, trained in literally everything in the restaurant. Bear, the Chili's genius. That's what we're going to start calling you the Chili's genius. Now, uh, is it getting a little easier? um, Are they still not able to hire people there? Well, we're hiring too many people now, which is like the opposite problem. Um, we have people coming in and out so quickly that I, I don't meet anyone anymore. It's very odd. I've never seen a workplace do that. Um, I mean, people will literally come in and work like four days and quit. It's, it's a very odd process. <laughs> it makes sense, though. It, I mean, you're either going to quit in four days or four years. There's not or a year, you know? I'll say four days or one year every I've never I've had wait okay so I've had two jobs for that I only lasted four days on or three days or whatever I I have two of those and then every other job I made it almost a year no matter how shitty the fucking job was I mean I lasted four days at a place where we were uh building car doors and I was just like, I can't fucking do this anymore. So that's probably what people are feeling at Chill. I can't fucking do this. You know, this is the worst shit. In the oh, world. yeah, no, it is. It is somehow the most stressful and the least stressful kitchen I've ever fucking been in. There's like so much less yelling and like fighting and like shit getting thrown and stuff like that. But like, there's, it's just so much more like actual stress, you know? Like working in a kitchen, you feel like somebody's gonna fucking like stab you. But working at Chili's, you just feel like the whole planet's going to implode at any given moment. It's super busy, right? Yeah, it's it's never a slow moment. Uh, I hated that. Except- man. You know, at Chuck Chuck E. Cheese was like through the week. It was like, you know, people don't really go to Chuck E. Cheese on Monday, you know. But yeah, like, people. But but like. So you never work those days, which those are the days I wanted to work. And uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday, though, it's, it's busier than anything. I, I, it's, it's so busy. It, it is wild at that place. So, like, I get, I, I, I figure Chili's is, Chili's got to be one of the busiest chains because it's like, it's like, what's the word? It's, it's, it's just a chain restaurant. I can't see ever going away, I guess, is what I'll oh, say. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Suburban people love it. It's American fixture now. It's I like, know, and then like one day we're going to hometown America. You got the one yeah. Chili's and like two, two Targets, and that's it. Yes, yes. That's it, true. Chili's is like... Chili's and Applebee's is making a run right now. I got to tell you. Uh, they've almost really? got me to go to Applebee's this week. How? Okay, I'll explain it to you. You're, you're not going to respect it, but I'll explain it to you. 
If you go to Applebee's and you spend $25, you get a free ticket to see Top Gun Maverick. And I was like, that's kind of oh, like, what? you could really pull go. off there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see Top Gun Maverick. And you get a meal and a ticket to see that movie. Okay. Oh, cool. Applebee's isn't doing that. I would know because every Chili's employee gets dinner there on the weekend because they're open until <laughs> 1 a.m. and we close at 1130. So they're the only place open oh, really? when we get out. Yeah, it just was happening yeah. this week. I, I was so impressed with the, because like, I mean, if you go in there and eat Applebee's, you're going to spend more than $25. Easy. It just, that's the price of things. Which means like you get the meal at Applebee's and then you get the movie for free. And uh, that's much more than just buying the ticket to the movie. You can also, I mean, these days there's no, there's no, um, there's no servers in the, the dining whatever you want in i bring in i go and get like a whole regular ass meal that i would do takeout and just eat it in the fucking theater now these days <laughs> so you could just take the applebee's to go and eat it on the fucking tray in the recliner at the movie theater <laughs> oh yeah that's the definite move genius. i take my yeah, i take my move. backpack and i smuggle food in under uh, a hoodie they never actually search backpacks at my theater it's great the 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 movies is I, I gotta tell you it's it's man it's I need a a luxury movie experience in my city I I know in Toronto they have like movies that are only for eighteen and up and they're like Ooh. kind of like a luxury situation in there too it costs more but you know you go in there you don't have any kids or anything like that no teens no people making jokes and because it's for the people that don't want that shit. And, uh, you know, I need something like that. The, the theaters in Columbus, Ohio are totally beat up. They're really bad. Bad shape. I went to go see the new Doctor Strange, and I got sat next to, like, two really old, old-ass women, and they just kept, like, saying their predictions for the next five seconds of the movie before stuff would happen. <laughs> it ruined the whole experience. See, I'm weird, like, when I it comes it to the movies, is I like the sort of, I, well, I don't go as much now as I used to. Back when I was going regularly, I didn't, I saw The Raid 2, and the guys behind me were, like, narrating the whole movie, and with jokes, you know what I mean? Like, like the, there's a, a oh, kill God. in that movie, there's a fight in The Raid 2 where a guy is using a baseball and a bat, like, he's hitting baseballs at a guy and he fucking finally kills the guy. And, and the dude behind me was like, home run motherfucker. And oh, we were just laughing our heads off. There's only like six people in the theater. It was like, he was just performing for six people. And I loved it. It was like mystery science theater. But like now <laughs> I think I would with a guy with no sense of humor, by the way, no, like not funny. Uh, but I also had the same thing happen at a uh, seeing white house down. Like there were some people behind me fucking just just cracking jokes the whole time and I really enjoyed it. Um the thing that pisses me off about like going to like the doc your Doctor Strains and whatnot is that the audience claps for stuff that I don't know what they're clapping for, and it fucking makes me feel like I missed out. Oh yeah, no, that happened too like four different times. Cause I'm not a Marvel guy. I just like Doctor Strange because I like surrealist shit. 
So I was just sitting there like, yeah, no, I have no idea who this like random ass man walking off the side of the screen is like. Yeah. Yeah. It'll just be a dude shows up and, and like, or, or like a, a person shows up and, and then you're thinking in your head, like, am I supposed to know who that is? Like, is that important to the story that like, I know who, you know, this person is from the X-Men cartoon in 1995 that I never saw. Cause I'm not, you know, a Marvel guy. I was, I was a He-Man guy and, and stuff like that. So like, I, uh, uh, I just, there were a few scenes in that fucking movie and in the Spider-Man, there were a few scenes like where I was like, what? I don't, what? Who's this guy? <laughs> so the I didn't thing, see all the, I, the I didn't know Jamie Foxx. Oh, I was just going to say, I didn't know who Jamie Foxx was in that movie. I never saw whatever the movie oh, was God. that had Jamie Foxx in it, you know? Yeah, no. I think the only experience worse than having that at a movie theater is like watching a rerun of like an old sitcom that you never watch, and then they clap for a character who's returning, but that's the first episode you watch. So that really makes you feel like a complete <laughs> fucking idiot. You feel like you're losing yeah. your mind when you like watch that shit. Oh, it's like I said. I, I said this recently. Seinfeld, they fucking had like a clap track every time Kramer would come back on screen. I had no idea who he was because it was the first time I watched the show worst worst experience <laughs> yeah it's funny i'm like name and face blind i i just don't i have fucking no idea who anybody is in the show you know it's like i know who the main person is in a tv show but anybody else after that is like i don't who the fuck is that who is they'll, they'll say a guy's name and i'll be like who the fuck is he and, and, you know, my wife or my kid will be like, it's this person. I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I get it now. It's that guy. You know, I just can't remember movie guys' names at all. And every movie now See, that's is predicated right. on you remembering movie guys' names. Like, you're supposed to remember that stuff or know something about it beforehand with the Marvel stuff. Yeah, that's why I like uh, DC movies better because, like, I don't know who anyone is, but this guy's wearing a green spandex suit with question marks all over it. He's probably some sort of weird villain guy, you know? Like, it, it's self-explanatory. Oh. I feel like on the DC side, I love the DC. I love the DCs too. I'm a, I'm a big DC guy. If I had to pick one, I'd be the DC guy because I I you know I just watched the. Uh, whatever the last of uh, the suicide squad movies and peacemaker. I was like, these are great. I love this shit. Yeah. Didn't suicide squad have fucking uh, like Dr. Shark and it's just a fucking shark. Like, wasn't that the whole, his whole character? Yeah. It was just a big guy with the shark head. So yeah. yeah. Well, bear, we are what I need in my life. <laughs> we are out of time for the evening. And uh, it's always good to hear from you. Please call back. Uh, we missed you. Will do. I'll definitely call back. I've just been busy, you know? Yeah. No. Hey, yeah. have fun. Keep it up at Chili's. Make that money. Stack that paper. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Too busy learning all the stations at Chili's. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Chili's seems Chili's is busy. Chili's is a wild place. It, it doesn't have the Top Gun deal that Applebee's does, but 
it is a place yeah people i mean they like that what like you they have everything there like boom chicka pop shrimp and a burger for dad and then my, like southwestern bowls for mom my aunt really wanted to hang out with my wife one day and she's a little crazy and she made them go to chili's and uh they were so excited they like had all their favorite dishes and drinks and stuff like that so people get excited like people because i was that way with like applebee's and ruby tuesday back back when i lived out in the suburbs i was just like man that out that western burger at ruby tuesday is something else i love it yeah that ranchero steak at uh max and irma's yeah well we love all of you listeners we will see you we will be here wednesday not sunday we we are taking sunday off not for the troops but for wrestling and indie cars right i'll be at the indy 500 on sunday if you're going to be there let me know uh we're right. street fight we'll see you on wednesday also i think my schedule got switched up so we're going to be in studio on wednesday night head to twitch.tv slash street fight radio You'll be able to see me because uh, I had to have my video shut off for most of this because my internet is unstable. Poop and pee. That's peace. That's peace.